0: Guys, welcome to a special edition of Me and the Crew. Today, I'm joined by Miss Nikki Alexandria, We're going to discuss Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, Both of our parents died within a four-day period of each other. You guys know my story. My mom died from bone cancer. My brother, same thing, died from bone cancer. And while my father did not die from cancer, he did have it when he did pass. So I thank you guys for joining us as we shed light on this crucial cause, share stories of strength and resilience, and champion the warriors who battle breast cancer every single day. So collectively, let's raise our voices, our awareness, and our spirits in this meaningful episode. Please help me welcome Miss Nikki Alexandria.
1: Hey, Sean. Hey, what's going on, everyone? As Sean stated, my name is Miss Nikki Alexandria, but everybody just calls me Miss Nikki. Um, I am from Detroit, retired hairstylist. I was a hairstylist for two decades and I branched off to start, you know, focusing on uh, my health business. I end up going back to school for physical fitness and kinesiology because I wanted to be able to Help women on another level, you know, not just on the outside, but helping them feel beautiful from the inside out. So I've been doing that since 2015, and here we are today, moving forward. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, i and I'm thankful. Uh, Nikki and I were talking offline a minute ago, and this will, this will be a little challenging for me. You know, um, I I don't conjure up. Uh, memories of my mother with people who have lost an individual, and maybe because I'm thinking that's going to put them in that state of mind where uh, that they can't deal with it. It's easy for me to talk to people who haven't lost anybody <laughs> for, yeah. for, whatever, for whatever reason. it's super simple. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about your mom. Um, i I'm, I forget what what kind of cancer did your mom pass from? She had lung cancer. She had lung cancer. Mom, did she smoke? Well,
1: you know what? When I was younger, she did. Mm-hmm. And um, when my mom stopped smoking, it was like in the 70s. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. wait you say when she stopped? Yeah, when she stopped. Oh, wow. It, okay. It was the 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you know, I guess, I mean, for whatever reason,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: it came, she still ended up getting lung cancer
0: well yeah my, my mom died from uh, bone cancer but it originated in her lungs um, she had been smoking yeah she had' been smoking since she was 12 um, so yeah that's that's weird okay, yeah yeah Ooh, scary, yeah. scary yeah. parallel scary T- parallel talk yeah. about that how that was 2008 for you correct yes 2008 okay. um, she was diagnosed when and how long did she hang on she was
1: diagnosed in 2005. Oh, wow. Okay. She was very, um, she was a very spiritual and mentally strong woman. Mm -hmm. So when she was diagnosed
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: in 2005, Mm -hmm. they initially gave her three to six months, because when they found the cancer, it was, she was already at stage four, Mm -hmm. which was weird because my mother was a health nut. She was always going to the doctor, you know, just for her physicals and things like that. She was very active. Um, She ate clean, you know, um, you know, like my mother and I, we used to go work out together and go roller skating together Mm -hmm. things like that. So Mm -hmm. when they diagnosed her in 2005 at stage four, it was like shocking, like you know where the heck did it come from like where the hell this come from right. um and already to be at stage four so they gave her three to six months to live mm-hmm. and I remember her saying like oh no 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 I, I don't have no three to six months to live I got stuff to do right
0: 2005
1: when she was initially diagnosed
0: okay and, and hung on for more than three years How man wow okay mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, now that, now that travels for me a little differently. My mom was diagnosed in October, and she was gone in January. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, she was in great shape up mm-hmm. until the time when she got sick. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, you could tell like something's off. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, mama, you're like, you know, what's going on? You know, you're losing weight. Mm-hmm. And she was saying her hip hurt, and her knee hurt, and her ankle hurt. And I'm like, okay, look, you know, what's going on? We need to take you to the doctor. She's like, no, I, I slipped going down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Like, you go down these, you've been going down these stairs for how many years? You ain't slipped. I'm like, I'm gonna ask dad. <laughs> so, right. And she had just been losing weight, but she would not go to the doctor. We had some things going on at that time. She said she needed to take care of, but she'd go after that. And so I called my sisters. I have three sisters. There's six kids, three boys, mm-hmm. two girls. Called my, my sisters and my sisters came down. And of course she went with them. And mm-hmm. I remember us playing around, in, in, in the hospital, and doctor came over and just like you know have uh, news for you guys. Uh, the reason your mother's in pain in her lower body because she has cancer. She has mm. cancer. She has these cancerous lesions all over her bones on her lower body, so that's where the pain was coming from. And it was already in stage. It was already in stage four. Uh, they didn't know where it originated from, but it was definitely on her bones. Um, and she opted for chemo. Mm-hmm. You know? And it seemed like that just took her really, really quick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. But uh, yeah, I, I miss her. Miss her. Talk to her all the time. I just don't. Uh, I can't look at pictures of her. I can't look at pictures, video, in anything that just. I I can't. I can conjure her up in memory all the time, and you know her laugh and her voice and um and that kind of thing. But I, I just. I can't look at any, any pictures or anything like that ever. Um, I, I, I'm just not, not made for that yet. Not yet. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's a process. That's, yeah.
1: that's the thing. It's, it's like um, when you're, when you lose a loved one, especially a parent and especially your mother, because there's a different bond that you are going to have with each parent. Mm-hmm. And, the connection that you have with your mom, um, you know, is usually stronger than you know, your, your, your dad. Um, it's different, I'll say. Yeah. And when you lose a parent, when you lose your mom, nobody can really tell you how the process of grieving is going to go because mm-hmm. every and agree differently everybody's going to experience that hurt differently everybody's going to experience that pain differently and nobody ever really heals from it you know mm-hmm. um because people say well you got to go through the healing process nobody ever really heals from losing a loved one especially a mother you don't mm-hmm. heal you just learn how to cope with right, it. right. and you know over the years, you start to cope a little bit better. You know, it used to be, um, for me, my first, I'll say the first three years of me losing my mother, I was depressed. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was depressed and didn't even realize I was depressed. Yeah. I didn't even realize it until yeah. I look back and like, man, I was messed up. Like mm-hmm. I was really messed up like I would cry all the time um, you know uh, I, I would you know a song would come on the radio and, and I'm just boohooing you know right. it, it was just like the smallest little things I would just you know just lose it right. and some people would be like you know I I'll never forget I was working at this salon and a young lady um, who she owned the salon and she was very insensitive Okay, mm-hmm. insensitive to the fact that I lost my mother. I guess she thought like it's no big deal. Like, okay, mm-hmm. she lost it, get over it, whatever. You mm-hmm. know that. Just kind of how I, I I took it. Um, and I remember you know, she she came to me for several, it was a whole bunch of mess, but she said to me, you know, sometimes you come in the salon and, you know, you don't even talk to anybody. You just, you know, you just be sitting there and blah, blah, blah. So she was taking it personal mm-hmm. and I had to tell her, I said, sweetheart, I just lost my mother like two months ago. Mm-hmm. A lot of times if I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, I may be thinking, I may be trying to keep myself from crying, you know, because sometimes I would dip off in the bathroom and cry. Mm-hmm. And I said, it has nothing to do with anybody else. This is what I'm, I'm, I'm going through. I'm grieving right now. So some people don't understand that when you lose a loved one like that, you're going to go through that. And she didn't probably realize it until a couple of years later, she lost mm-hmm. her mom from cancer, mm-hmm.
0: right?
1: you know, so not being able to look at pictures, that's normal. Yeah. That's really normal. Yeah. yeah like it may take some time. You'll be able to look at the pictures and laugh and smile. But right now, like you said, you're not ready. And it's yeah. okay.
0: I hope so. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking <laughs> I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Uh because much like yourself, I went through it. Um I mm-hmm. I was just I, I was out of control when, when my mom um passed. And mm-hmm. I kept my I kept my boys, my two sons, I kept those two extremely close to me. Mm-hmm. Any anybody else? Um if they were around, I wasn't really paying attention. Mm-hmm. Just, just being honest. <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. Um, yeah, and I lost I lost some closeness with uh my 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 siblings, um, mm-hmm. not on purpose, but you know, I, I was just different. And I didn't know it until years and years later. Mm-hmm. Um messed around and went to New York because I had a business opportunity. I was just running. I was running trying to stay busy when I look mm-hmm. at it now. And uh, fast forward when I came back from New York and that was 2012, 2012, 2013. My, my mm-hmm. mom. So that's a like four or five years later, it, it mm-hmm. finally hit me that she was gone. Yeah. Because yeah. I, yeah. I I I couldn't I couldn't medicate it away, which I wasn't trying. I couldn't shop it away, spent my money. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't in a relationship, so I couldn't do that away. It's just all I, and it was just like, you know, it was like God, like, you know, you need to deal with this. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I'm going to put you in this spot by yourself be still you ain't gonna be able to contact nobody you mm-hmm. need to deal with this mm-hmm. and that's how that came about where I just I, I just started crying and boohooing and just I mean I, I lost it for a little bit and yeah. I was able to see our relationship differently you know because yeah. that, at that time you know I was just selfishly you know because I, I still wanted her here yeah, and I didn't. I didn't understand it. You know, her, she's gone. Pops is gone. You know, these people are leaving me. I, I selfishly, I wanted them here, and I just didn't understand it. And I blame myself for not making more time and not spending more time. Um, mm-hmm. So I would replay memories of things uh, that we did together as a family, and it weren't a whole lot because that wasn't our our family dynamic. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I still had something to pull from. Yeah. And like you and I have talked, I'll try and be short with that. Uh, my mom's illness was the best thing that happened to her and I's relationship connectively mm-hmm. uh, because when she became sick, she became soft and yeah. she was available emotionally, mentally. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, not just in the physical realm, but, you know, cause prior to that, my mother was a hard woman. <laughs> my mother was a hard woman to, to get close to. Mm-hmm. She really was, but her illness was the best thing that happened. So those three months, and which she was ill, we became extremely close. Wow. Um, to the point where um, you know, I I it's funny because I, I can replay those three months more I, I and I still do now, more so than any other time in my life with her. Mm, mm-hmm. Just those three months, you know, cause I'd walk in and she'd see you with that oxygen in her, and she'd lean up for you to kiss her forehead. Then she'd lean back, wave you in and tell a bad joke. And <laughs> then, she, you know, Sean, if you get cancer don't get this kind or Sean, mm-hmm. guess what? I didn't smoke today. And so, you know, she'd open her mouth and she's laughing, but she doesn't have any oxygen to laugh out loud. But she has this look on her face that, you know, we didn't see as kids because my mother just wasn't a happy person. Right. Um, so I, I can replay those moments over and over and over. And I I, I, I play her voice the way that was then, that graspy, kind of catching your breath voice, because the words that came out of her mouth were different from when they what they were growing up. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know how I started telling that story, man, obviously I needed to, but yeah, the best thing that happened to her and I's relationship was her being sick and her passing was her gift to me regarding my father, because my father and I's relationship changed once Mm -hmm. she passed. And I I see that as her gift to me. You know, I know you want to be closer to your father. You've always talked about that. So here I'm putting you guys, together. I'm putting you guys together. Mm-hmm. and you know, in a roundabout way in a roundabout yeah. way but um yeah I yeah. just a lot, lot of regrets man regarding not uh not making more time for them or being able to absorb you know just whatever when I'm around them because I, I I didn't have that name I wasn't strong enough for that mm-hmm. um so just looking back and yeah I it's it's it, I still I still it's tough now it is it's tough now and um, but like you said um I'm, I'm hoping that that time will come soon where i can look at her and and still be cool with it you mm-hmm. know
1: and, and it I, will yeah it will it's it's, yeah. it's definitely it's a it's a process it yeah. it, it um um you know I,
0: for me not, it mm-hmm. go ahead go ahead no man. no that that and that's that's what i was going to ask I, I was like and how, how did you deal with that um i
1: think for me um, my mother, she would, she would always, you know, say things like, um, even, I, I, I don't know if, it, if she was preparing us even when I was younger, you mm-hmm. know, um, cause mm-hmm. she would always say, you know, I'm, I'm teaching you guys this because I'm not always going to be around, you mm-hmm. know, but she mm-hmm. would say things like, you know, I'm not going to always be around, so you need right. to know this do that you need to I'm not gonna always be around so you know she will always say little things like that and even um I can remember like like as as early as elementary school you know when my mother um you know she would say things like you know when I pass when I when I leave you know please whatever y'all do do not bury me in no box she would be mm-hmm. like, I, I I, never lived my life in a box, so y'all did mm-hmm. not bury me in no box. So it was almost like, um, you know, we knew one day she would be, she would be gone, mm-hmm. but nobody exactly was prepared for that day, but we knew mm-hmm. it was coming, you know, right. Um, she will always prepare us for the future, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So. When we uh, had her cremated and, you know, which was her wish, she wanted to be cremated and her ashes, you know, scattered along the Detroit River. And she would say things like, I may not be here, you know, physically, but trust me, I'm always going to be with you. Right. Mm. So. I know it's real because that's what my mama said.
0: (laughs) My, My mama said it. That's right.
1: My mama said that, okay? Right, so right. I know that's real. So when I feel her or when I hear her, mm-hmm. I feel that she, even though physically she's not here, mm-hmm. she's still really here. So yeah. I take comfort in that and knowing that, okay, I might not be able to reach out and touch her,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I know that every single day my mother is with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share a story which solidified that for me. This was maybe a couple of months after my mother died. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or I should say transition after she transitioned
0: mm-hmm.
1: and cause she didn't like using the word die. She was a transition. But anyway, um, I was in the house and I was on my computer and I start thinking about my mother. And I start crying uncontrollably, right? I'm just crying, boo-hoo, crying, crying, crying. And then I felt my shoulders, right? My shoulders. Mm-hmm. They just got, like, extremely warm, okay? Mm-hmm. It was as if, you know, somebody was putting a heating pad just on my shoulders, like rubbing the heating pad on my shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. And so I crossed my arms and I grabbed my shoulders. You know how you cross your arms and you grab your shoulders yeah. like yeah. hugging yourself? Yeah, as I, I, I hugged myself and I was like, oh mama, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I feel you, you here, right? right. And so I said, Nikki, you tripping, right? Like, girl, you tripping, okay? Um, uh, snap out of it, right? I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm crazy. Like, girl, snap out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was like, as soon as I said, Nikki, you tripping. It was like a, a thought came in my head, like, go clean out your car, right? It was mm-hmm. like something said, go clean out your car real quick, like, go clean out your car. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it was it was so strong that I was like, damn, let me get up and go clean out my car, right? Mm-hmm. So I get up, I go out to the garage. Now, I've cleaned out my car, you know, a few times, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, as women, we don't really clean out the car that that much. I've cleaned <laughs> out my car quite a few times, all right? Okay. And, so I, and I'm cleaning up my car and I go in the glove compartment and I'm, you know, getting out papers and stuff or whatever, which I've done a few times since my mom had passed now. Right, right. And so I see this card. It was like a, you know, a Hallmark card or whatever. And I'm like, where did this card come from? Right. Hmm. But it looked familiar. But I'm like, where did it come from? So on the front of a card, it was like a little character of a a cat. And he's smiling. Like, you see all the cat's teeth. He's smiling from cheek to cheek, right? Mm -hmm. And on the front of the card, it said, thanks so much, right? Now, I'm looking at the card, and I'm like, it looks familiar, but I don't know. Is it a card that I gave to my kids? I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So it said, thanks so much on the front. And then when you opened it up, it said, for brightening my little spot in the world, love my. Okay, I dropped that card and of course I started crying again but Mm -hmm. it was also confirmation for me yet again because just for that moment I was doubting the fact that I was feeling my mother and then to get that inkling, go clean out your car right, Mm -hmm. like it sounded like my mama, go clean out your car (laughs) and to find that card now she gave me that card when during when she was going through her chemo mm-hmm. right when she was going through her chemo she had gave me that card she was a card person she always give cards birthdays holidays everything she was a card person mm-hmm. and i remember her giving me that card because whenever she was down i was the silly child so <laughs> i would always make her laugh you know right Oh, you so crazy. You said, so, Nikki, you so funny. You so crazy. Blah, blah, blah. So I will always make her laugh and I will always make her feel better. So she got me the card and she was mm-hmm. like, I appreciate you so much because you always keep my spirits high. And that's when she gave me that card. Mm-hmm. And the car had been in my car, in my glove compartment for at least two years. Okay? Oh, wow. Wow. See, that's what I'm saying. I I never saw the card. It was yeah. in but I didn't, you know, it's like, I just never cleaned it out until mm. that moment. So that was a time for me when it made me realize, like, even though she's not here, oh. mama is with me, okay? And there'll right. be, when I'll feel her, like feel mm-hmm. her, feel, feel her, it'll mm-hmm. be time I hear her. It'll be times like my son, her and my son, my oldest child, they were really close. And mm-hmm. he'll say, you know, my, you know, grandma came to me and I'm like, yeah, of course she did. Right. Right, right. Of course wow. she, she was gonna leave you. Yes. Your mom is with you and and, and you can probably and I know you know this, mm-hmm. but um the more that you connect with her that way, mm-hmm. the easier it'll get for you to look at pictures and things like that. But it's that that spiritual connection that you really yeah. have to embrace when yeah. it comes to her energy because yeah. We all
0: know energy
1: never dies. True, never, right?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it never does. You're right, and energy mm-hmm. does not fade. I agree with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that's good advice. When I mean, when she first passed, um, I tried going out to the graveside a few times, and she had her picture on her on her headstone. Uh, actually, several times, um, mm-hmm. and I, I at that time I used to ride my motorcycle out there because it was easier in traffic, and I'd get out there and sit with her and talk to her, and and it it, it was just it was different because it was it was just empty you know it, it was cold and, and it wasn't what I remember when that like I say that last three months when she was around mm-hmm. the last the last three months when she was sick even though she was sick and you know her body's deteriorating medicine everywhere uh, mm-hmm. she's in this bed with the bag and the rest of that it was still it, it, it was still a warm environment right it was still right. a warm environment because there was just so remember that there, there's six of us, there's six of us. We got right now, we got 40 plus nephews and nieces. So there was always a gang of people around there and just flowing through there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was a warm atmosphere, but when I'd sit at the gravesite, it was just cold and empty. Yeah. So I, I was like, why am I coming out here? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can talk to you anytime. I I, I don't need this. Um, mm-hmm. But it it still didn't change. Like, cause I have video of her, I have pictures of her. I, you know, I still, I'm sure I still have some, some stuff with her voice and video somewhere. And, but I, I can conjure that all the time. And I think, um, like when my mom passed, she wrote each of us a letter individually, uh-huh. a letter and the letters that she wrote us had nothing but regrets with each of us. And that, yeah. that, yeah, it was hard. I'm like, and you're reading it, and she wished she had did, and she wished she had did this for you. Which, I was like, you you know, you're thinking, Mama, why didn't you give me that? You didn't have to wear this coat. You know, this this is a heavy coat to be carrying around with you day in and day out, getting up and going to bed with it. If she would have given me that, I could have just told her, Mama, you trip," and I ain't even thinking about that. Right. But, but she had been carrying that for, and, and can you imagine, because it wasn't like one letter that, you know, you copied and gave to six children.
1: Right, it was. They each, were,
0: it was each individual letter with each individual like regrets. So, right. I, I I couldn't I couldn't imagine, and I could hear her voice reading that letter, and I I didn't. I was like, you know what, this this is way too much for me. So I had to block that out and just <laughs> and focus on and focus on um, the last three months because the last three months were great. Um, and chances are, and I won't say chances are, I'm sure I need to deal with some of the other things that were um traumatic that I just need to kind of compartmentalize and put aside somewhere. So does that yeah. make sense yeah um, and yeah, and i'm I'm working on that, man, so this right here, you and I talking is an opportunity for me to if if do nothing else to hear myself say some things out loud,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's part it, it, it's, it always amazes me how I connect with people who have lost a mother it's, it's specifically a mother mm-hmm. um, because a lot of times you don't even realize what part of the healing journey that you're on or I should say the coping journey yeah. that you're on and you know just talking through it does help. It really does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because it makes you realize exactly where you are. It makes you, you know, put things into perspective. Yeah. Um, and it, it really helps. It makes you feel better because you're able to release, you know, now you're not, you know, carrying the coat. Yeah, unless right. Unless, right. You know, some people like coats. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say unless
0: you choose it too. This is true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> some people like coats. But that is it true. Really <laughs> trying to, you know, get rid of those things and how you, you know, it just helps to be able to just talk it out. Mm -hmm. It just really, it really, really does. So Mm -hmm. as you continue to go on this journey, you know, you're going to be amazed that some of the things that you realize that you still haven't necessarily um, faced or dealt with or released. And it's, it's a process. It's, It's a process. It's a process, But, you know, the more you go through it, it is, it is a, it is a special journey. Mm -hmm. Um, Because even though your parent is gone, you start to realize a lot of the traits that you have that are very similar, (laughs) okay? (laughs) And you start to realize, you know, some of those lessons that uh, didn't make sense mm-hmm. to you when you were younger. Mm-hmm. You start to understand them a little bit more, and then you start to realize just how badass your parents really, really were. Like, yeah. you know, you know, my like, <laughs> mom was really, oh, you know, Like She was dope as hell, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And I got some of that, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: this, is, this is my mother. Is my mother? She was a school teacher, right? Mm-hmm. She was a school teacher for over twenty some years in Detroit public schools, um, you know. But before her school teacher days, she was, you know, she wasn't school teacher lady, okay? Right, right. Um, you know, uh, so the people that grew up with my mother, mm-hmm. they all know her as Pee Wee, okay. okay. Right. Pee-wee was her nickname. And then, you know, when she kind of started, you know, so don't call me Pee-wee, call me Liz. Then she had her Liz phase. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, as she got older, it was Miss Alexandria. Okay. So, based off of when somebody, or how somebody, you know, uh, references my mom, mm-hmm. I already know, okay, they go way, way back. If they say Pee-wee, I know they go back, back, back. You know, yeah. they say they they in the middle, okay? If they yeah. say Miss Alexandria, they go <laughs> So I can always tell, but Good. you know, people be like, <laughs> this one lady, when I moved back to Detroit, I'm at the um, grocery store mm-hmm. and this lady says, excuse me, she said, you Miss Pee-wee's baby. And I said, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I am. She said, I knew it. I knew it. You know, she said, girl, oh my God. She said, you look just like your mama. And mm. oh my God. Looking jazzy, just like your mama, and blah blah. So mm. it's like the the style. I got my mama style, okay. Out of go. all my sisters, I got my mama style. You know. Yeah. Oh, I you know I'm, I I take pride in that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got Miss Pee Wee's style. You know, right. it's just you know the little things like <laughs> you said, as you start to you know you realize like you know yeah. This, that part of my mom mm-hmm. is a part of me, you right. know, and you can probably see a little bit of your mom and your dad and each of your siblings, but yeah. the special part for you, you know, you kind of just embrace that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it makes you, you know, it makes you stronger. And, you know, it, it kind of gives you, I, I know for me, um, losing my mom, it seemed like my life took on a different purpose
0: okay
1: so to speak okay Um, I've always been into you know um, style fashion you know I was a hairstylist of course um, helping people things like that but it was like after my mom passed I took on um, I'm not gonna say I even took on it's just that my life took a different direction Mm-hmm. Um I start to see things a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be better for myself, but also to honor my mother. Right. You know, right. um, a lot of things that I do now, um, yes, it's for me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's for me. Um, it is for other people, but it's also for my mom. Yeah. You know, I it's that. like I know she's proud, but I want to make her real proud, you yeah, know, because right. know she's still with me. So it's a lot of things that I don't do, because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, when she was alive, I could probably have some stuff, you mm. know, not, not shit. I can't have nothing, okay? I you know, <laughs> right? I it's everything. So come chill <laughs> out for a minute.
0: Right. I get that. <laughs> That's funny. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. get that. I, I get that. I
1: don't keep rewatching.
0: So Yeah, right. Oh man. Yeah. I get that. I was gonna ask you, how do you think your life has uh changed or what memories can you conjure up where you think about if I know myself, I'd be like, oh shit, I'm I'm sound I sound like my mama right there. i like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, oh that oh that I'll, I'll be like, oh yeah, that's definitely Joyce Marie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. man. like okay. Oh yeah.
1: It's, it's almost like they, they just attach themselves to you yeah. like hey, you
0: know. Real talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Real talk. We are hanging we're hanging out this weekend. I told you my son's in town, so we're hanging out as a family and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was late. I was like, okay, well, you know what, man, ain't nothing of them. Let's just get some McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't, I haven't had McDonald's in years. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, give me, give me like, you know, two cheeseburgers fries and a drink or whatever. And you know, everybody else in the car is all their stuff, or whatever. And so they're going through the bags like, Dad, you know, your two cheeseburgers, uh, or it's like, you know, your two cheeseburgers aren't in here, but you got a filet of fish in here. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want no damn. F-. I was like, okay, Mama. <laughs> I <was> like, okay. <laughs> that, that, that was my mother's favorite. So I was like, okay. I was like, and I'm, I'm going to eat it, and I'm going to try and enjoy it. And I right. ate it, and I did not enjoy it, and it made me sick. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, okay, Mama. That, that's, that's all you right there. Right. She so, wanted that. To- she wanted, yeah. life. she wanted that She wanted that Yeah, I was just like, man, that that's the nastiest crap. But um <laughs> But yeah. just yeah, I, d- I just find myself saying things like, oh, that's that's definitely my mama. Oh okay. shoot, yeah. Or, that's definitely. So yes. and, you know, and like I say, there's six of us. So our, our our experiences with my mother are all different because they all happen at different stages in our lives. And she was really protective of the girls. She kind of let the boys um figure their own way out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which made us stronger in some senses. Uh, but the girl, she she didn't coddle, but she kept them really close. She always had to protect them. Mm-hmm. So when when I think about even now, when we talk and we have memories or we conjure up events or things that happened in the past, our, our, our views are always different. Mm-hmm. You know, our views not not, not bad or, or worse or anything like that. Just uh, just different. different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're just different. But, yeah. Um, I'm. I'm thankful for each and every each and every memory, man. I'm. I'm thankful for the times in which uh, I got mad at her. I'm thankful for the moments in which I didn't agree with her. I'm thankful for the times in which I didn't see it at the time, but she was protecting me. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yes. So all, all the time I hated her as a kid growing up for that, but that's but once you get old, you're like, woo! Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh
1: my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness, thank you. Because you may not know this, but I was hell, Sean.
0: Yes, I was,
1: I was yeah. the youngest. You know, the youngest. <laughs> we really, oh goodness, we give the parents the wrong they money. So,
0: hey, hey Nikki, I, I told you I had to leave here when I was 12, right? Uh huh. I had to leave the city when I was 12 years old. Why? <laughs> because I was a knucklehead. I, I ain't never, I ain't never told you that story. I'm, I'm, sure, I've talked about it a million times. Yeah, I, I not stay with my brother in Okinawa, Japan, for, uh, for almost three years. You did tell me, mm-hmm. you did, me. yeah. Now so, I had
1: at, at seventeen because I was mm-hmm.
0: a nun. Yeah, I get. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, I get it. Oh yeah. man, I, 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 couldn't imagine. And seriously, you know, I, you know, you always, you always like to think that you were this cool the way you are now. You know, growing up. No, I was like I couldn't imagine dealing with me. Oh, no, I no. couldn't. I, I I was that kid. I was like you might have go. And my mother would tell you, I was that kid. You might as well spank me now because I'm going to touch this. So,
1: It's oh, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. got a whole lot of qu- uh, similarities.
0: Okay? Yeah, right. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Man. I know. I know. If my kids had put me through what I put my mother
1: through, I oh
0: we. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I, I, I couldn't imagine, but but that is one of those areas in which my mother prepared me with children. She yeah. she prepared me because she's like, before you get mad at them, think about yourself. Before <laughs> you get mad at them, because they got it <laughs> honest. My mother be like, they got it honest. And whatever they do, it don't compare to what you've done. Right. Not even close. And sure enough, you know, I'd be like, can't be mad at them. Oh, yep, that's that's me all day. Yep, oh, can't be right. mad at them. I nothing. I can say nothing. Like yeah, say nothing. S- suck it yeah. up. You better not whoop I I can hear my mother's voice. You better not whoop him. Leave him, <laughs> leave, leave him alone. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, it, mama. It, it works. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, yeah, I, I was uh, I was a handful, whether I whether I realize it or not. When we return, can we talk about things we wish our parents were here to see us do now? Um, there's a song by Jamie Foxx called I Wish You Were Here. And it's hard for me to listen to without it moving me emotionally. And it's a song um, talking to his mom, who's no longer here, and just saying, you know, I I wish you were here to see the things I've done. I wish that you were here. You would be so proud of your son. When we come back, um, can we talk about that? We'll be right back with Miss Nikki Alexandria. At Rooted Friends Project, we're on a mission to transform lives and create brighter futures. Our vision is simple, empower underserved communities through education, nutrition, and active engagement. Through our innovative programs, we're addressing crucial needs like health awareness, academic support, and personal growth. We're not just a nonprofit, we're a family. Together, we're making a real impact, one child at a time. But to keep changing lives, we need your support. With your help, we can reach even more children and families. Your donation will go directly towards expanding our programs, hosting events, and providing essential resources. Join us in creating brighter futures for the next generation. Together, we can make a difference that lasts a lifetime. Rooted Friends Project, empowering today's children to become tomorrow's leaders. Hey guys, welcome back to Me and the Crew. I'm your host, Shani Leverett, uh, having a great time reminiscing with Miss Nikki Alexandria uh, about our moms. Um, and I wanted to ask you, Nikki, things you've done that you wish your mom were here to see, and I'm sure there are tons. But what what comes to mind instantly? Well, not
1: necessarily me,
0: mm-hmm. but I think about um,
1: the her grandkids. Yeah, because it's four grandkids. My mm-hmm. sister twins, and then of course I have my two. Right. And when she passed. You know, her and my oldest son, which he was the first grandbaby. Mm. And she was extremely close to Nicholas. Um, Matter of fact, during her uh, latter years, he was living with her as well. Okay. And um, they were, you know, like I said, they were extremely close. They were, the other grandkids, they don't even really remember my mother like that. Like they know her, but... don't know her know her they didn't get to experience that grandmother time Mm -hmm. um you know with my mom so you know i wish that you know she was here to be able to experience her three granddaughters Mm -hmm. um also one of the things that i my mother could have done was see my son graduate from high school yeah 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 i get that that is the one thing that I and I know he feels it too because, mm-hmm. like I said, they were extremely close. And I remember him saying, "Like, damn, Grandma didn't make it, you know, long enough for my graduation." Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one of the things that I wish that she could have been here to um, experience was, mm-hmm. you know, more of her grandkids because yeah. that was important for her, and um, she didn't really get a chance to experience
0: that. So, yeah, yeah I, and I I think I'm um, I'm along the same line because um, and just real quick, my mother wasn't supportive. Like, uh, oh, go get them. go get them, Sean. Because I, you know, I've done I've been in the fitness business forever, as you know, but I've done video, um, mm-hmm. all commercial, all kind of crap. And you know, I stopped telling her about it after a while because my mother was fearful. She was always fearful. It's like, you know, what? Why are they paying you that much? Or what happens when that fails? And Mm -hmm. initially, you know, you took it personally, where she just didn't believe in you. Um, Mm -hmm. But as you get older and more experienced and you grow, you realize those were just her fears and her wanting to protect you from anybody who's going to take advantage of you. Right. So, but um, my oldest son, Caleb, is the very first Leverett, my last name, very first Leverett to go to college and graduate. So that would have been hella cool for both her and my pops hell, and, and my brother to experience. Right. That, that, that would have been hella cool for that um like I say I have, I have 40 42 nieces and nephews so there was always that and she, she could live her life through any of those and she was always different around those children than she was for us right how, how, how do you deal with Mother's Day and and her birthday or or do you
1: um in the beginning it used to be hard for me mm-hmm. um, um it, it really did. Like you know, I would dread when April Fourth would come, and mm. I would dread when Mother's Day would come. And you know, she was a big holiday woman. You know, yep. she she loved the holidays. You know, she yep. was all on cooking and you know doing spread the holiday spreads and you know baking cakes and stuff like that. So um, I used to dread those times, and I noticed that I would. I would almost prepare myself to be sad during those times, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. It would be like, um, you know, when her birthday coming, you know, I already put in my mind that on April the 4th, um, don't bother me because, you know, I'm going to be sad on that day, right? Mm -hmm. And so I started noticing that I was preparing myself to be sad. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, first of all, I already know my mom, and she would not appreciate me being sad like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she wouldn't like that. She wouldn't want me to be sad. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that I am mentally preparing myself to be sad, yeah. you know, that just didn't make sense to me. And so I said, "You know what? I'm gonna feel what I feel on those days, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna feel what I what I feel on." other days. Mm -hmm. So I start to just allow myself to feel whatever it is that I was going to feel at whatever given moment. So if I felt happy on her birthday, I allowed myself to be happy. If I was feeling happy for Mother's Day, I would allow myself to be happy. If I was sad you know, thinking about my mom on any given Sunday or whatever day. Mm-hmm. I allow myself to feel that. But I wouldn't mentally prepare myself to feel sad on those days. And so mm-hmm. when though, her birthday comes or when Mother's Day comes, mm-hmm. I just feel what I feel. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel happy. Sometimes I feel sad. Um, you know, sometimes like on her birthday, I'll go grab some flowers, like she loves um, the color yellow, she loves flowers, sunflowers, mm-hmm. so I might go and get her some sunflowers, and I'll take them down to the riverfront, and mm-hmm. you know, I'll have my little moment of silence, and you know, I'll throw the flowers out to the river, and I'll be like, okay, Ma, this is for you, yeah. but very rarely do I, nowadays, very rarely do I feel sad, mm-hmm. but I used to feel sad all the time, but yeah. now, I just, you know, if, if, if I do feel sadness, mm-hmm. um, it's usually not on those days, ironically.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. How, and I, I know you have siblings also. Um, have, have, do you guys reminisce together? Is it easier for you guys to reminisce together? Do you guys get together um, periodically or if for any specific event with her in mind? Or, or is that not the case?
1: Um, in the beginning, we used to. mm mm-hmm. We used to in the beginning. Um, one of my sisters, um, and you know it's a sibling thing, you know, so right. one of my we not talking right now, okay? <laughs> yeah, I get that <laughs> I get that. We not talking. I get it. Man, okay. I get it. Okay.
0: You know, but right.
1: so, so we not talking, but my other sister, you know, it you know, sometimes we'll reminisce or something will uh, something happened. Mm-hmm. And it'll remind us of something that happened when, you know, when we was growing up or, you know, something that my mama did or said. Um, But, you know, we don't do anything special. Like we used to on her birthday, we used to go out on her birthday and, mm-hmm. you know, go out to dinner or something. We used to do that in the beginning. But now we don't we don't do that anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. OK. Now, like I said, in the beginning, we used to. But now it's just, you know, it's been. Uh, it's been a while, um, you know, like I said, she passed in 2008, and so we right. all have a way of, you know, coping with the loss of our mother.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right, yeah, I, I, and I, I thought about that, and I was like, well, maybe because, like for us, and we don't, you know, we don't, and I was like, well, maybe because mom died and. 2008, pops died in 2010, you know, brother died, I mean, we, we didn't really have an t- opportunity to kind of set up yeah. a- anything annually for that, uh, but her birth, my mom's birthday is December 20th, so holiday time always makes me sad, yeah, it always yeah. makes me sad, because um, that that was our go-to, you know, we'd always, we knew we were going to be getting together at mom's house, yeah, um, didn't, didn't know the date, but we knew we were going to be getting together at mom's house, and that hasn't right. been the case, man.
1: It's, it's, it's um. I mean, I don't know how close you and your siblings are, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean that's 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 hard at any age, especially around the holiday season, right? But yeah. like I said, we used to do things. Um, in the beginning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we don't do anything now. Right. Um, but now that I'm thinking, I'm like maybe we should. <laughs>
0: You know? <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, maybe I mean, something. Yeah, I think because we all have our own individual families that, you know, it's mm-hmm. easy, it's always easy. Mm-hmm. Like I say because when she was around, it was just she she was Mecca. uh uh-huh. So, you know, it was just like everybody went there, you know, no matter where you were, no matter which direction, no matter how far, you knew you're gonna be going there. Um right. and no one's taken no one's taken over that 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 spot where it's just like hey we're getting together at you know stacy's son afina Darren's house somebody and no nobody's taking that over um so it's always great when we can all get together kind of sort of and it's typically for a funeral unfortunately um yeah. you know but um yeah man it's um I mean, maybe i'll look into doing some of that or, or doing a little more of that as I can't lie, when, I, when I've tried it in the past, it hasn't gotten shut, shut down, but there seems to be no energy. Like when you talked about, you talked about energy um, earlier. There seems to be no energy um, attached to that other than mine. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no one keeps setting myself up for that. Man. Yeah.
1: Talk- yeah. You know, like, and I'm talking to you and talk to myself, playing something and then whoever shows <laughs>
0: Shows up. <laughs> shows up. People are supposed to be there. Will be there. I get that one hundred percent. Yeah, I get that one hundred percent
1: as well. Um, because I think that's that's something great that the families need to do anyway. Um,
0: one Le- lessons is left. Lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You that's know? true. And they say a person dies, a person truly dies when. when the, the last person in their lineage stop speaking their name. Stop speaking their name.
0: You're absolutely right. You're, a, you're absolutely right. Man, that's, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah that, that's That's. That's great. Yeah. It, it, what advice would you give to someone who's going through it, who, who may be on that journey right now, who may be experiencing a loved one or someone they know or care about who's in the midst of battling that disease?
1: Um... Well, I will say um, if if you have somebody and they are um, going or they're going through the difficulties of this cancer in such a, a, a terrible disease, um, some people live through it, mm-hmm. right? Um, many people don't make it, and we never know who, will and who won't we don't know
0: yeah.
1: yeah um you know but stay hopeful that your loved one will be you know that that story you know right that miracle story but be prepared if they're not Yeah. spend as much time with them as you can yes uh, spend yeah. you know any time that you can spend you know make that time Yeah. Uh, because you never want to have any regrets moving forward, and sometimes regrets you you you're gonna experience it anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're always gonna look back on times where you feel like you should have, or you mm-hmm. could have. Mm-hmm. But if you're going through it right now, just make it about them. Spend time with them. Yeah. You know, um, it's not always gonna feel good um, because there'll be times where they won't be in the best of spirits. But you can't take it personal. Um, you know, just just always put that person first because they need you. They need you. They really do. And if they're going through their transition, you want them to be as comfortable and happy as possible. And you can deal with your stuff later.
0: <laughs> wow, <laughs> can, yeah, that's true, right?
1: You can yeah, deal per-
0: with, yeah. Oh, perfect, perfect. I, I I don't I don't have anything else to add to that part because that is one hundred. Uh, percent accurate I know and anything I would say would just be uh, duplicated but that is absolutely 100 accurate Mm -hmm. 100 yeah thank you for
1: this and I'm gonna say one more thing before we Mm -hmm. go yeah Um, if if there are groups out there and that may be something that you know we may have to do Sean yeah but there are support groups out there for people who are you know going through that with a loved one? Yeah. Um, there are support groups that you can kind of tap into, and you know talk to, um, you know hear other people because sometimes you know hearing somebody else's story it helps you in the process as well. But there are support groups that you can go to um, that kind of help you through this whole grieving process or going through, you know, losing a loved one. So that definitely helps for anybody that's going through that. Just start looking for groups uh, specifically for um, people who are experiencing, um, you know, the loss of a loved one. So support groups really do
0: help. Yeah, and that's that's great advice because that's something that I did not do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I come from a very large family, and there are a gang of us, and we just kind of... Uh, laughed our way, joked our way uh, through it. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's what we do as a family. And mm-hmm. I remember when my mom <clears throat> got sick, uh, the, the, the people who for whatever reason were drawn to me were people who I wasn't really close to, but mm-hmm. who had experienced the loss of a loved one. So mm-hmm. I was getting advice from people who I didn't have a relationship with at all. I knew uh, casually, but didn't have a relationship or friendship with at all. And that was super helpful, and because you know, it's like, well, this is what's going to happen. This is where your mom is when she starts getting bed sores. This is what's going to happen when her bags, you know, and just being graphic, you know, when her black, when her um, the catheter bag starts having blood in it, that means her kidneys are failing. So I was prepared for every stage of what was going on by someone who you know who wasn't related to me or close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at that now, you know, what you just said, you know. I, I would have loved to have had a support group or somebody who's been where I've been. Right. You know,
1: Oops. it really does help.
0: Yeah. So um, because
1: anyway. you, or people will think they're going crazy, and it's like, no, it's a process.
0: Yeah, it, it's no. a process. It's mm-hmm. a process, man. Yeah. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for all the guests that I've had, the connections in which um, you know, you make, and that that's you realize that's what it's about. Yeah. You realize that's what it's about.
1: Absolutely. Well yeah. I we
0: connected. I'm glad that Ed connected us. Eddie the connect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eddie, yeah. I need I need to call him. He's
1: called me twice today. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, he called me
0: too. I gotta call him back. So Eddie, yeah. we calling you today, okay? There you go. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hit him up. I'm gonna hit him <laughs> up. That, that's my guy. That's my guy. Thank you so much, Nikki. You're okay. welcome Thank you so much for having me again, Sean. And I
1: hope that you know. This podcast really helps somebody
0: because yes. that's we're
1: here for.
0: That, that's that's what it's about. Enjoy LL. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye.
1: Me and the crew, the fifteen twenty three podcast is a Leverett Gang original, presented and produced by Sean E. Leverett, Caleb Emanuel. Noah Clarence and Urania Celeste are Leverett Gang producers. Please listen, like, follow, or subscribe on your preferred platform to receive our content first.